Hello, everyone. Chaplain Philip chatting with you again. There's a Bible verse I want to share with you, and I must admit it's one I struggle with. Maybe you struggle with it as well. The Apostle Paul in Philippians 4 verse 11 says this, I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Oh, that's a hard one. I'm not always content, but I don't think the Apostle Paul was always content either. I think he had to learn it the hard way through experience and faith building, just like we do. I think it was the result of, and a learned response from, all the shipwrecks, beatings, snake bites, and being run out of one town after another when people didn't like what he was preaching. God sustained him through all of these experiences, and he learned to lean heavily on God to get through them all. Well, I believe that confession is good for the soul. And I must confess that I am an introvert and I have a melancholy streak in my personality. Janelle's nodding her head vigorously right now. I can be negative and depressed, especially if I get tired or worn down. That can bring out the pessimist in me if I do not guard what happens in my head. Are you an optimist or a pessimist? Do you see the good most of the time or do you see the bad? My wife enjoys it when I am optimistic, but worries about me when I spiral down into a pessimistic funk. I know I'm in trouble when not only do I see the glass half empty instead of half full, but when I describe the glass as half empty and cracked with water running down, damaging the stand it is sitting on, I know I need help. Please tell me I'm not alone that some of you out there also struggle when things get out of balance, when they're overwhelming or difficult. The times we are living in right now, like that old Chinese curse, may you live in interesting times, creates tremendous stresses in our lives. We're all adapting to a new normal, and I gotta say, it ain't fun sometimes. What we're experiencing can wear us down and take away our joy. It can turn us into pessimists and bring depression into our lives. I'm so glad there's a solution and a way of being content, even in this challenging time. When Paul shared with us that he had learned to be content, he went on to tell us how he attained that enlightened state of mind. Two verses down, Philippians 4 verse 13 gives us the answer. I can do all things because of Christ who strengthens me. This is the key to being content. Giving our worries over to Jesus brings peace. He promises to clothe us, feed us, sustain us, and protect us over and over and over throughout the Gospels. Here's what he says. Come unto me, all who are overworked and burdened, and I will give you rest. He promises to give us rest, relief, peace, contentment, purpose, and best of all, joy. We all have to be careful, work smart, take precautions, and plan ahead to care for ourselves and our families during this time. But Jesus will carry us through these times, and we will have contentment while making the journey. Then we can be like Paul, not concerned about hard times, but concentrating on the mission that God gives to each one of us according to our gifts and personalities. It frees us up to do the greater things. 
When we leave our worries with Jesus, we can reach out to others who need encouraging, who need to hear positives and receive our support. Here are some examples of what I have seen going into the hospital every day. When I arrived at work on Monday, children from a local church group had written on the sidewalks leading up to the hospital entrance in multicolored chalk messages of thankfulness and appreciation. We love you. You're awesome. Thank you for what you do. The next day, bright colored balloons vaulted to the ceiling inside the hospital entrance, bringing color and enjoyment to everyone coming into work. On Wednesday, the Arkansas Philharmonic Orchestra brought in 100 sack lunches to feed doctors and nurses with personalized notes of thanks attached to it to them. The wonderful thing about being content is how it gives us the freedom to be the hands and feet of Jesus. There are so many hurting, scared people who desperately need to see God's message of hope, God's love with our skin on it. As we spend more time at home and away from social gatherings, we have extra time to contact those we love. If you have family living outside of your geographical area, when was the last time that you had a long visit with them by phone, Skype, Zoom, or Facebook? I'm reminded of a famous line in many movies where a boss or a friend asks the main character, when was the last time you called your mother? My mother is 86 years old and she lives in Maine. I need to call my mother. Just today at noon, my granddaughter in Georgia interviewed me by video for a school assignment. I shared with her my experiences watching the first moon landing when Neil Armstrong stepped onto the lunar dust. I was 15 years old then. We then spent an hour enjoying my daughter, Sherry, my granddaughter, Janie, and her little brother, Philip. So even though we are sheltering in place, doing our best to prevent the spread of COVID-19, and making do with restrictions to shopping and goods available, there is still joy in maintaining contact with those we love. And we have opportunity to give messages of hope and encouragement to those we serve. Even in this special time, this stressful time, God will bring many wonderful experiences and great hope to all of us. We can take advantage of media to stay in touch and continue to go on God's errands. I love to let songs bring a punch to the messages I share. The one I hope you will cue up for this one is You've Always Been by the group Unspoken. The lead singer says it in songs so well. It deserves a listen. It will encourage you along with a message from the Apostle Paul to, in whatever state you find yourself, to be content. God bless you today. Until next time, I'm Chaplain Philip.